Are you struggling to hire diverse tech talent? After all, every organization in the world is now a tech company. And the ability to attract, hire, and retain tech talent from all backgrounds is critical to their success. Enter Hackajob, a reverse marketplace that actively vets engineers. We flip the traditional model on its head, meaning companies apply to engineers versus candidates applying to jobs, with companies getting an 85% response rate to candidates they reach out to, as well as exposure to tech talent that directly meets their organization's diversity objectives. Companies such as S&P Global, CarMax, and Sensor Tower are all using Hackajob. Why not join them? Go to hackajob.com slash cheese to get your free 30-day trial today. Go to hackajob.com slash cheese to get your free 30-day trial today. Hide your kids. Lock the doors. You're listening to HR's most dangerous podcast. Chad Sowash and Joel Cheeseman are here to punch the recruiting industry right where it hurts. Complete with breaking news, brash opinion, and loads of snark. Buckle up, boys and girls. It's time for the Chad and Cheese Podcast. Oh, yeah. Happy Labor Day, America. Summer is temporary. Chad and Cheese are forever. Hey, kiddies, you're listening to the Chad and Cheese Podcast. This is your co-host, Joel Old Dirty Bastard Cheeseman. This is Chad, no top secret documents in my desk drawer, so wash. And on this week's show, snag a job and smart recruiters get all shook up. LinkedIn pokes, prods, and nudges, and free beer in Dublin. Yes, Lancia. Let's do this. Okay, listener, how can you help your employees become more productive? I have answers. How about automating manual and repetitive tasks, giving meaning to data, then allowing that data to actually drive decisions? And how about matching people to your jobs quicker? Well, wait. The Chad and Cheese has a new LLM? No, Cheeseman. I'm talking about text kernel. Ah, okay. That makes more sense. What I'm hearing is the groundbreaking concept of, wait for it, Yeah. simplicity. <laughs> seriously, though, seriously. Text kernel cuts through the complexities like a tortilla chip through some hot nacho cheese. Oh, my God. Really? Nacho references already. Anyways. TextKernel brings efficiency and productivity to your operations. TextKernel seamlessly unifies your tools and data to drive efficiencies and success. TextKernel is creating new opportunities for your recruitment journey, kind of like adding guac to my barbacoa burrito. Oh, my God. How about extracting meaningful insights from data. I mean, that that's something. Swiftly matching yeah. people with jobs, automating repetitive tasks. Who knew such advanced concepts were even possible in the land of human resources? Uh, we did, Chad. We did. Dude, wrap it up. I'm a little hungry. Imagine that. Uh, okay, listener, get ready to use today's tech to drive efficiencies and productivity. Visit textkernel.com that's t-e-x-t-k-e-r-n-e-l.com mm, nachos <laughs> I, I keep asking myself this question so tell me tell me what you think uh-huh 
If you were working for a company, let's say Lockheed Martin, a company everybody knows, Lockheed Martin. Someone who would never hire me, Lockheed Martin. Yeah, okay, let's talk about that. Okay, so, and you were a part of their super secretive skunk works division and you left or you were fired Uh uh, and and you took company proprietary information or even classified information with you home Yep. And then the company found out, what do you think the company or the government would actually do? <laughs> well, first of all, this is a real hypothetical because I'm working for a defense company on super secret projects. But yes. the, answer, the answer to your question is someone in a black suit and sunglasses and probably an earpiece would come knocking on my door looking for me. And I'd probably be in the pokey for a while. Yes. Yes. It's, <laughs> it's, I mean, I just think it's interesting that we, we have this guy who leaves his job, right? He was voted out, leaves yeah. his job. He takes secret documentation and everybody's like, well, it's okay. It's like, no, it's, it's, it's not okay. Yep. <laughs> it's like if somebody took super secret documentation from your work or proprietary information, you know, those NDAs and shit that we all have to fucking sign. Mm-hmm. What do you, think would happen you would either go to go to jail go to court but something would happen and everybody's like ah, it's not a big deal yeah no yeah no it's a big deal trump may still think he's president though that could be a mental (laughs) mental loophole that he could play in court you still can't take those documents out of you can't even if you're president that's what skiffs are for i mean it's just like it's it just oh my god is fucking crazy the guy dances between the raindrops, and he always has. And uh, we shall we'll, see. We'll see if something happens this time. Let's talk about somebody who deserves to be in the limelight. Real That's Serena champion. Williams. That's, right. That's Serena Williams. That's right, kids. Nearly 41 years old. She's playing in her last tournament. 27 years, 23 Grand Slam titles, four Olympic gold medals, 14 Jeez. Grand Slam doubles titles, and a Serena Slam. But wait, kids, there's more. Serena just put on a clinic by knocking off the number two ranked player in the world yes. to stay alive in the yes. U.S. Open. Not since Jimmy Connors came back have we seen someone playing for just the pure fun of the sport. She's the greatest tennis player in history, hands down, yep. full stop. Man, I hate to see her go, but I love to see this the way it's playing out. Yeah, I love the interview where they said, um, you know, like, how do you feel about beating the number two player in the world? And she says, I'm still pretty good. And of course, the crowd goes <laughs> wild. Uh, but I was I was thinking about this because it was asked on a, one of the sports radio talk shows that I listened to is, Mm-hmm. Who would be on your Mount Rushmore of all-time athletes? Mm, um, wow. I think for sh- for sure Serena um, is probably on mine. Mm-hmm. Uh, the others I would put on there, and, it, and it's tough, but just my lifetime and my experience, I, I would probably put Muhammad Ali on that on that mountaintop. Yep, agree. I would probably put Michael Jordan on it. Okay. And it's tough between like baseball, hockey, soccer, the global number one sport. Yeah. But I would probably go Tom Brady in that fourth spot. How about you? Yeah, I'm going to go old school with Jim Thorpe, Jackie Robinson, and Muhammad Ali. They were just amazing, and they were Hmm. pure athletes, much like Serena and Venus Williams. So we agree Serena is is the best female athlete of all time? Best, I would say best tennis player female okay. but but definitely definitely i would say top three easily uh female athlete she might be number one i'd have to sit and, and, and i'd have to crunch that one 
we may have to do some bourbon and discuss this That's a good further call. because because I can tell you I've I've totally uh, pissed off my Canadian in laws by not putting <laughs> Wayne Wayne Gretzky on that mountaintop. For well, sure. dude, but, I'm telling you right yeah. now, Jim Thorpe yeah. had uh, Olympic gold medals. He played professional baseball and he played professional football, and I think there was another sport he played professionally. Yeah, we, we forget about some of those. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Babe Ruth. I mentioned yeah. Gretzky. I mean, you got it mm. like soccer, right? Pele or uh, I don't know, Ronaldo. I mean, there's a lot of soccer players. I'm sure our worldwide audience would yep. would put a soccer player on there as well. But mm-hmm. anyway, anyway, sorry, Canada. Gretzky didn't make my <laughs> list. Didn't make my list. All right, my, I guess we're in we're in we're in shout outs now. Yes. Uh-huh. Uh, sorry, listeners. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna give a shout out to Snap Chat Investors in the huh. camera company. No, seriously, that's what their LinkedIn profile says they <laughs> are, a, cam- a camera yes. company. Yeah. Uh, anyway, investors are wishing they could snap out of this nightmare. See what I did there. In light of their stock price declining nearly 80% this year, the company announced... Playoffs. Layoffs, that's right, to the tune of 20%, Chad, of their workforce. <laughs> that's more than 6,400 employees. Wow. Ouch. Shit. Remember when we used to talk about Snap locations and yes. Snap being a force in recruiting? Well, safe to say that's now on hold. Maybe they can pivot out of cameras and become a rotary phone landline business. <laughs> Shout out to our friends at Snap. Somebody who loves them a rotary phone, that would be... Katrina Collier. So shout out to Katrina Collier on the global publication of the newest edition of the Robot Proof Recruiter. That's right, kids. It's upgraded. Yes. Check out check out the upgraded Robot Proof podcast earlier this week where we sat down with Katrina. And also a big shout out to Charlotte Marshall for coming on the podcast to talk about compelling and repelling candidates with your with your brand check out all of our interviews on chadcheese.com or wherever you listen to interviews yeah well chad you heard that dj horn yes which means dj saul your boy must be in the news again no goldman sachs ceo david dj solomon has ordered the worker bees back to the office the Wall Street giant lifted all covid protocols this week that have kept some workers away as it pushes all employees to return to the office five days a week after Labor Day. School's in session and we want you in person, the New York Post reported someone at Goldman Sachs saying. The party's over. Shout out to Goldman Sachs and the beatings will continue until morale improves, everybody. (laughs) Shout out to DJ Saul. Oh, my God. Okay, so a big shout out to the big podcasting platform, YouTube. What? What? YouTube. Laminate surveyed 3,000 U.S. podcast listeners, and YouTube is the most used platform for, for podcasts. That's what they came out with. And this comes after a cumulus report in May where YouTube snagged the number one position platform from Spotify. What did you say? A couple of very weird points as we see Apple as our number one listening platform for podcasts. I think this deserves one of those Joel LinkedIn polls. So we should probably put one (laughs) out there. See if people see a couple of things. See where people are listening. Number one, we can see that on on our analytics, but just, you know, as as a broad base. But then also see if they want to see, you know, a Chad and Cheese video version of the podcast. Hmm. You miss the LinkedIn polls, don't you, Chad? You miss the LinkedIn <laughs> polls. 
you have Amazon Prime, don't you? Yep. The videos. Okay. So have you seen the Val Kilmer documentary? No. Do you like Val Kilmer? Yes. Yes. Top Gun. Uh-huh. Val, I mean, Doc Holliday, Jim Morrison, a lot of really good stuff. Anyway, if you're interested in Val, and it's a nice n- nostalgic ride down the 80s and 90s, uh, which was great for me. But I was pondering the, the question, what's a better Val Kilmer, Jim Morrison or Doc Holliday? Now, Doc Holliday every single day. I mean, I, I think one of his best roles. Yeah. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, you're wrong, Chad, because the answer is Jim Morrison. <laughs> <laughs> which he which he studied for pain painfully, as you'll see in the documentary. But speaking of LinkedIn polls, we might have to see which is a better Val, Doc Holliday or Jim Morrison. Chad, you might have heard it's football season. Yes. Can't wait. That deserves a big applause. Stoked. Stoked, stoked. The Ball State Cardinals uh, open their season in Tennessee to play the Volunteers, <laughs> by the way. Take the 35 and a half uh, for, for Tennessee on that one. Anyway, we got fantasy football again this year, Chad. And our friends at Factory Fix are sponsoring fantasy football. Yes. And time is running out as you listen to this. Uh, if you want to play, get your ass to chatcheese.com, click the link for fantasy football and sign up. Uh, it's going to be a hell of a lot of fun. We've made some altercations to the lineups, Chad, uh, including your flex player can actually be a quarterback. So Ooh. two quarterbacks playing Ooh. in the same week. Yeah. How much fun is that? Uh, we thought about having three kickers uh, every week, but decided <laughs> against that. Uh, people's minds might blow up if that was the option. But well, I'm pretty excited about fantasy football. I know you are too. Yes, and a shortened bench as well. So that, yep. I think, will be the big kicker. Yep. Game faces and A games are going <laughs> to you're gonna have to bring this year to yes. fantasy football with Chad and Cheese, sponsored by Factory Fix. About but that's not all the free shit and fun that we've got going on, Chad. Of course Holy not. shit. We, we got whiskey from Text Colonel. Aspen Tech Labs is sponsoring our beer drop. T-shirts are going to now have the Job Get logo. And we're uh, frantically printing up those shirts uh, to, to hopefully have them at HR Tech, Ooh, nice. which is in two weeks. Not to jump the shark to our travel schedule, but we're hoping to get some T-shirts there. We're doing events with HR Tech at HR Tech with This Way Global and Tatayo. Is that how we pronounce it? Tatio, 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 yeah. Tatio featured on Tapod, TA Pod, whatever the fuck <laughs> that is. If you want to get in on some of those events, hit us up on the DMs. You might get an invite. But it is a red carpet exclusive event from Chad Cheese because you know what? Invite we can't only. Re- we can't rent out Caesars. You know what I'm saying? Like we can't rent out a big <laughs> enough place for all of our fans. We got to be somewhat exclusive. But damn yes. it, in two weeks, Vegas, we're gonna have a ton of fun, Chad, at HR Tech. And every month we have fun with free shit for our listeners. I think the Tuesday night event is full, but but you can still reach out to us around the that's right, kids, the penthouse event uh, with uh, this way global. So. We might have a few slots for that one. Go ahead and reach out, but I guarantee you they won't last long. People love us, Chad. It's crazy. It's crazy. And we love our fans yes. who are celebrating birthdays this week, Chad. Another year around the sun for some of our fans. Our number one fan on the list here Happy is my son, Cole Cheeseman. Cole everybody. Cheeseman. Yep, my baby boy is celebrating 16 years on planet Ooh, Earth. Holy shit. He'll be driving soon. You have been warned if you Damn. live in the Indianapolis metro area. But yes. happy birthday to Cole. And what he wants for his birthday, Chad, is a ticket 
to see Wu-Tang, yes. Nas, and Buster Rhymes, <laughs> which we are both going to see tonight. In Indianapolis, yes. So yes. In Indianapolis, yes. It'll be more akin to a Dave Matthews concert, I think, for, for Indianapolis than New York City. But uh, yeah, we're going to step to the Woo for his mm-hmm. 16th birthday. What could be more fun than that? Also celebrating a birthday, Olivia Marquette, uh, Matt O'Donnell, uh, Shani Underwood, Ethel Feinberg. I thought that was Ethel, but it's actually Ethel. Scott Nelson, Stacy Shaw, Rick Worley, Chris Dollar Billets, Chris Hoyt, <laughs> Bill Borman, yes, and Chris Murdoch. All nice. celebrating birthdays. Happy birthday to everybody! Hello. Topics. So you broke this late last week. What's going on with smart recruiters and snag a job? Yep. Broke two big pieces of news last Friday about smart recruiters and snag a job. Both were verified through multiple sources, but were not corroborated by either company at the time. Now, guess what, kids? We have cooperation. Number one, CEO of Smart Recruiters, Jerome Tiernick, is stepping down as CEO and into the chairman of the board of Smart Recruiters. Jerome formally announced earlier this week through a short blog post saying, quote, to lead this next phase of accelerated growth, we have agreed in partnership with our board of directors to bring in a new CEO with deep experience in leading and growing companies of our size and scale. This will allow me to transition to the chairman of the board so that I can continue to partner with our smartians to make an impact on the customers every day. End quote. Jeremy Johnson, Smart Recruiter CFO, will step into the interim CEO position. Smart Recruiters had a 10% reduction in force just weeks ago. So what the hell's going on over there? First of all, I think it's Smartians, like Is Martians. It? Yeah, yeah. No, that's I, clever, yeah, right? Clever. Yeah. So I first met Jerome when he first launched Smart Recruiters back in, I think, 2011. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a free ATS. Back then I thought, yeah, good luck with all that. Um, I don't think they've, <laughs> they would have done very well uh, on Firing Squad if we had been doing Firing Squad at the time. Uh, they went pay to play and Google launched Hired, uh, which mm-hmm. made them go back uh, to a more freemium-based model. I I think the ATS industry is seriously under pressure uh, for a lot of these folks. No one can IPO. We're seeing a lot of consolidation, uh, conversational AI and, and platforms like Deal and and Oyster sucking out a lot of the oxygen in our space. And like we've talked about, job boards provide a lot of the ATS functionality uh, for free if you're a small business. Um, it's a, it's much easier and more cost-effective to use ZipRecruiter or Indeed uh, for your ATS if you can. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are only so many big companies to service uh, for the bigger ATSs. Smart Recruiters has raised $225 million, um, and investors eventually want their money. They're on a 12-year... Uh, run right now, as well as Jerome has been at the helm that long. New leadership will button that thing up. Um, and I think it'll be gone in 18 months or so. I also wonder, and we won't know this until maybe after the fact, but I also wonder uh, when K1 was looking for new companies, ATSs to, to gobble up, and they ended up on Lever, 
I got to think smart recruiters was in that conversation. Either Jerome effed it up or something happened <laughs> where they were hoping for a big payday from K1 like mm-hmm. Lever did. And that caused the board to say, hold on a second. Do we have the right guy at the helm? I think so. Whoever whoever runs this thing is going to cut, cut the fat, get this thing up to full profitability and, and sell the thing off because I don't see them going IPO in the current state. I mean, I think we talk about this a lot. I do. You know, you're on the clock when you take money. And at that 10-year spot, which Lever and Smart Recruiters both were at, investors want their money. They want to they want to return. If they don't, they get really antsy. And I think this is largely what happened here. It's not show friends, it's show business. And this proves once again that that is true, even in the employment ATS software industry. Yeah, I think we've got to remember that you know the, the, the founder, CEO, generally isn't the CEO who takes that uh, the company to the next level, right? Yep. And, and the first part of his quote was to lead this next phase of accelerated growth. We saw Colin over at iSIMS. He left so that Steve Lucas could be that guy to, to, to prospectively to IPO. But again, it's that next phase, that, ne- that next stage of the rocket. And we do see, and we have seen for years, where CEOs stay too long. You have to be incredibly introspective as a CEO so that you don't hang on too long. Also remember that the CEO wasn't the only position rumored to be changing. The CMO and the CTO were also part of last week's rumors. So Smart Recruiters PR was happy to send me Jerome's blog post, although are eerily silent on the other positions. So what do you think about this? No denial whatsoever that no, this isn't happening. They're just being silent. No one wants to scare customers uh, that there's like huge changes going on. So a lot of this stuff, you know, is quietly done or it happens over time or it's announced, you know, Friday at six o'clock Eastern. So everyone just sort of forgets about it. I, you know, I just think this was a situation of like time ran out. They probably missed a sale opportunity to K1 and said, look, we need to make some serious changes and make some hard decisions. And that's that's what happened. I I, I don't think this is a situation like, you know, the Google guys come up with a phenomenon in search and then three, four or five years down the road, they go, holy shit, we can't manage this company. It's way too big. We need we need some some adults to come in the room. Um, I think Jerome is an adult. He just ran out of time. That's how I read into this. But yeah, uh, time will tell. But I, I think this thing will be off the board in 18 to 24 months. That's a prediction from Joel Cheeseman, kids. It's hard medicine sometimes, Chad. Some other hard medicine that's taken, the snag-a-job news was corroborated by CEO Matthew Stevenson. He said, quote, the 40% figure was high. That was one of the, the, the percentages that we were told was high, but any reduction is painful, especially when it impacts talented individuals due to the factors outside of our control. We did have to make decisions in response to recent changes in market conditions and the uncertain economic outlook, end quote. I then asked about representing blue collar essential workers because those jobs are exploding right now. We see tons of those. So, you know, why why are we seeing those issues? And then Matthew's response was, quote, broadly, it's still a robust job market in hourly. That said, there are pockets of hourly, such as e-commerce fulfillment, that have seen a pullback in recent months as consumer behavior has 
evolved, quote unquote, post-COVID, combined with an uncertain economic environment where the Fed is trying to soften the labor market, we need to be able to weather a potential prolonged recession, end quote. First and foremost, he's pointing out pockets in government and saying that we're in a recession. Mm -hmm. Are those diversions from a business that has been able to, to meet expectations? Because that's what I'm hearing. I really like Matthew, but this response mm -hmm. to me is more excuse than actual reason. Yeah. Yeah. I, I have a coach that I, I think of when I hear this response. Playoffs. Yeah. Someone who's a little bit in, in denial there. Look, this is this is spinning it for their customers, you know, the media, people like us in the market. Remember when we used to talk about snag a job as like a competitive, like tier two job site. Oh yeah. Yeah. One for the kids. Yeah. We used to talk about monster career builder and snag a job was the 800 pound gorilla for hourly jobs. Yep. I mean, they essentially were ZipRecruiter before ZipRecruiter. And speaking of ZipRecruiter, snag a job was fighting a multiple front war that I think has really sort of come, come to roost here. Zip was spending tons of money on advertising, which snag a job was not willing or able to do. Mm -hmm. um, Indeed was a way to serve that appealed to younger folks, you know, 15 years ago. Some of us remember when Google is actually cool and cutting edge. Uh, mobile, mobile probably caught them off guard to some degree. Uh, they seemed unprepared for social media as well. And all the while this was happening, the gig economy uh, was growing exponentially. A bold, battle of the bold style attempt to rebrand and compete in the gig economy failed. Uh, our listeners might remember Snag when they changed their name and, and launched an minutes. app. Yeah. yeah, you know, that failed. And now we're back to where we started and the same pressures are still there. Um, and there may be even more than they were before because the gig economy is growing exponentially, as we know. Um, you know, Zip is now a public company. Indeed is bigger than it was. So, you know, with service industry hiring so tight, Snagadob should be living its best life. Mm -hmm. uh, but the world as far as I can see, has apparently passed them by. Frankly, unless some private equity comes along to save them, um, it's really hard to see a future of growth and maybe even existence uh, for snag a job in the next five to 10 years. Thanks for the memories, I guess. But uh, yeah, this is <laughs> this is trying to put a lot of lipstick on a pig as far as you know their CEOs spinning this. Um, it, I don't see any good news if you're a snag a job investor, employee or customer. So you mentioned Zip and he actually had uh, something to say about Zip. So, quote, while they're more of a horizontal market place. Zip's earnings and projections the last couple of quarters highlight the shift. They've mm -hmm. raised earnings at the end of Q1 and then pulled back their forecast for H2 a couple weeks ago, end quote. Look, we just came off of one of probably the best growth patterns that we've ever seen in this industry, especially for recruitment marketing, right? To be able to actually go out and try to uh, make money on job postings and we're getting ready to reduce staff dramatically. ZipRecruiter is a little bit of a victim of their own success. They've d they did such a good job of being like the hourly service yep. uh, seasonal employer and now they're trying to shift to being a, a job board for professionals. And frankly, I think I think that's a confusion of the marketplace. I don't know. I don't think people know what the hell to do with ZipRecruiter anymore. Again, I think it's sort of like trying to, you know, hey, look at hey, look at these guys over there that you know they're having a hard time too. All the while, you know, we talk about Glassdoor and Indeed and others, you know, having pretty good quarters. And again, this is he's pointing out a few quarters for ZipRecruiter. I'm not bullish on ZipRecruiter for the long haul. But I think we're talking about macro changes that have impacted Snagajob 
that are a decade plus in the making and they just misstep after misstep and it's it's coming to roost like it's just you can't keep it up uh without you know uh paying the paying the price at the end and unless they do some major pivot to save the company i just i don't see a future with snag a job as a as a major player in our industry yeah well good luck to jerome to match you and even more so to the staff at smart recruiters Heads down, keep your asses working. Same at Snag a Job. Good luck, good luck there. But when we come back, we're actually going to be talking a little buy or sell. So some of those new kids that are coming down the block, we're going to be talking about those in just a minute. Good luck with all that, Snag a Job. Human resources is supposed to be about humans. I mean, it's right there in the name. But when your hiring team is more like an assembly line glued to their computers, manually posting heaps of jobs everywhere they can think of, that human part feels nowhere to be found. This is a new era. Pando IQ takes the mind-numbing copy-pasting and nerve-wracking guesswork out of the job posting process. When you plan a hiring campaign with Pando IQ, you tell us who you need. Then, before you ever spend a cent, we predict what it will cost to find them. Pando IQ chooses the ideal recruiting sites from thousands of options, targeting the ones your next great hire frequently visits, then fires off your ads at precisely calculated times, surfacing the most relevant applicants for you to pick from. Now you're free to get to know the best talent, build great teams, and take care of your humans. Pando IQ will do the rest, so you can get back to doing what the computers can't. For more information on Pando IQ, go to pandologic.com. That's pandologic.com. All right, Chad, I think this is week two in a row of buy or sell. I mean, how great is that? (laughs) But we did buy or sell in the Europe show. Yeah, we're doing buy or sell everywhere. Yeah. We're not doing unicorns as much, but hey, people are still getting money, so it's fun. All right, kids, you know the game. We read three companies. Uh, they usually raise money. We have one in, one this week that hasn't raised money, but they just, just launched and we thought they were worth talking about. So I read a summary and Chad and I either buy or sell the company. Are you ready to play, Chad? Let's do it. All right, let's do it. First up is Glintz. That's G-L-I-N-T-S. The job board based in Singapore and launched in 2013 long time ago, announced it has raised $50 million in a Series D. This brings Glint's total raise so far to $80 million. The platform currently has 3 million professionals in five markets, those being Indonesia, Vietnam, Singapore, Malaysia, and Taiwan, or as the kids call it, APAC. 50,000 companies that are seeking workers use the service. The latest funding will be used to expand Glint's base in the Philippines and maybe most notably grow demand globally. Chad, let's talk a little APAC. Are you buy or sell Glint's? Yeah, Glint's. Not to be confused with Glint, who was acquired by LinkedIn in 2018. Good call. Yeah, total of uh, 82.2 million. Glint's is trying to be the indeed of APAC. I think it's interesting that everybody wants to know what one site is going to take down Indeed. We hear that all over the place. What site is it going to be? And I don't believe it's going to be any one site, rather a collective around the world. Uh, Sites like Glintz that have focused and hopefully will stay disciplined on the region they know and win and tear away the market from sites like Indeed. 
We saw it happen with Monster as they tried to dominate worldwide and they mm-hmm. lost small, uh, smaller regional players. When bigger organizations like Indeed, they try to expand. In many cases, they lose focus. And that's what we saw with Monster. They lost focus. They did business the wrong way, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And they they lost. They got market share ripped away from them. Uh, I think Glintz will be a part of the collective that takes on Indeed. It's a buy for me. Oh, Chad's buying Glintz. All right, Chad, you know where water runs? Downhill. The path of least resistance. That's. <laughs> I think you got it right. I think they would yes. count that right on Family Feud. Anyway, the story here to me is the increased demand for remote workers. Glint says remote cross-border job postings grew more than 3x year over year. If there's a wall that's gone up in Russia and there's uncertainty with Ukrainian talent, particularly developers, where do you think employers are going to go? Southeast Asia, apparently. This is a 10-year-old company who's benefited from timing. Where have we seen that before? There's ample competition, mind you. Uh, You mentioned Indeed and and also Seek uh, is in there. By the way, Indeed is owned by a Japanese mega corporation who might have something to say about APAC uh, as this thing uh, grows out. But Glintz, to me, seems to have cut out a niche that works really well in a world where Europe is, well, a little bit in disarray. You should, for the foreseeable future, see good times at Glintz, which means for me, it's also a buy. Not to mention, Indeed might just buy these guys. <laughs> Recruit Holdings has some money. Yeah, they have some money. It could be a play. It's, it's getting a little pricey for them now, but, but they've been known to bring out the wallet. All right, company number two is Kula. That's K-U-L-A. Recruitment automation platform Kula has raised $12 million in a seed funding round founded in 2021. This takes total funding to $15 million. The cash will be used for R&D, product improvements, and go-to-market teams across the three offices in the U.S., Singapore, and India. The kids call those high growth markets, Chad. Kula targets SMBs and mid-market organizations with less than 1,000 employees, which it says are underserved and which I say are shitty targets. But anyway, Chad, is this company cooler than the other side of the pillow or not so hot? Buy or sell Kula. I see what you did there. Uh, This is really another Singapore company that uh, is started in the U.S. So Singapore is hot right now. These are two Singapore companies that we've been talking about. Mm -hmm. So if if, uh, you're listening right now, go to Kula.ai and check out their hype video. It's literally just saying what everybody knows. The recruitment process is broken. Then it takes you on a brand creation journey, which lasts less than ten than two minutes. It, it looks like a recruitment marketing automation system. They just talk about recruitment automation. Mm-hmm. But to be quite frank, I mean, it is very heavily recruitment marketing. The CEO has experience in recruiting, big plus. He was at Stripe. Uber, Freshworks, uh, to name a few. One of the other co-founders has marketing automation knowledge, as we've seen from companies like uh, Canada ID. In this new world of recruiting, recruitment marketing automation isn't just a nice to have, it is a must have. Kula, as sexy as it is, is a buy for me. That's two buys for Mr. Sowash, everybody. All right. Wow. Let's let's get my take on this. All right, so so let's go over the pros and cons. First, the pros. Uh, I love automation. We love automation. I think that's a good a good lane to be in. Number two, mm-hmm. 
Uh, a feature called Kula's Circle, that's clever, consolidates all employees' networks into one dashboard, helping recruiters figure out potential candidates from first-degree connections of all their employees. That sounds kind of cool. And number three, India is a billion people strong and ripe for some homemade solutions just like this. Mm-hmm. Now let's talk about the cons. They got a lot of competition. Hire Easy, Seek Out, Beamery, just to name a few. Taking on those companies is going to be a very tall order. Number two, SMBs suck ass. Uh, it's a shitty business. Uh, no one likes it. Everyone goes out of business in two or three years. It's just it's just a bad churn. No one should wish us on their worst enemy. And Kuma has decided to get into it. And number three, they rely a lot on LinkedIn. Uh, hello, hi, Q, uh, as our listeners will know very well, which never seems to work out very well um, unless your CEO used to work closely with Bill Gates. <laughs> Seek out. In all, I think the cons outweigh the pros Kula for me is a sell chat however now i'm hungry for the slayer at kuma's on yes. fountain square so that's that's nice <laughs> number three Ladder. okay mm. this one's spelled l-a-d-d-r-r kind of like our friends at the ladders by the way we should check in on their r&d department real quick the ladders everybody yeah that's that's innovation at the ladders as usual all right Step aside, Mark Sinadella. There's a new ladder in town. Uh, this one again spelled L A double D double R. Pat, can I buy a vowel? That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yes. yeah. We're playing all the 80 shows shows today. The the mom project has some competition. Ladder, a resource platform for working mothers, has beta launched a talent hub that matches moms to be and mothers at all stages with flexible work opportunities. They promise AI that identifies candidate skills, then uses the skills for job matching. Beta launch partners include WeWork and Eightfold. And speaking of Eightfold, Chad, Ashatush Garg, founder and current CEO of Eightfold, is a founding member of Ladder. I don't know if that'll change your your buy or sell or not. But Chad, are you ready to climb this ladder to the tippy top or is ladder a sell? Yeah. Again, Pat, can I buy a vow? Jesus Christ, people. <laughs> this is is a much harder one for me than the other two. The, the design is horrible. The logo sucks. I mean, it feels like it was created in the early 2000s. They do have a much better focus and messaging than Rollshare, which got flamed on last week's European show. And they are leaning very heavily on data, citing things like the motherhood penalty, where even just a year without employment, moms can result in 39% lower pay. 61% of stay-at-home moms aren't working because of family responsibilities. And the reasons why this is a great platform for a company wanting to hire more qualified females goes on and on. Ladder isn't a career site. I'm going to say that again. Ladder isn't a career site. Rather, it's a resource hub. And one of those resources is jobs. I'm a big fan of creating community to build a lifestyle platform, which keeps users coming back every day, not just when they're looking for a job. It's ugly, but I love the niche and I love the resource and I love the the community that they're trying to create there. I'm a fan. It's a buy. You're in, a, you're in a good mood today. All right. So I am Ashutosh Garg, hopefully I say that correctly, is now officially the Jack Dorsey of our space, leading two <laughs> companies at the same time. At least that's what it looks like. This smells a little fishy to me. Uh, I wonder how Eightfold's brass feel about his uh, his new venture here. Anyway, it's a noble mission 
But how many mom projects do we really need, Chad? And don't forget about Fairy Godboss and In Her Sight and some of the others that we've talked about on the show. Maybe there's magic in that AI that they're selling, but whatever they're dropping, I am not picking up. Ladder for me is a sell. All right. That's been another episode of Buy or Sell, everybody. I had fun. I hope that you did too. Next up in our news, LinkedIn Nudge. Has there been a better brand than Nudge? Not since Poke have we been more excited uh, about, a, about a word. All right. From our friends at AIM Group, LinkedIn has added a tool to its hiring platform that provides recruiters with metrics and recommendations that help them target more gender balanced candidate pools. Quote, diversity nudges, end quote, pop up when a candidate search produces results that are less than 45% male or female. Listeners might remember LinkedIn introduced another diversity tool in August of 2021 that lets recruiters deliberately hide photos and names of job candidates with the aim of avoiding racial bias in hiring decisions. LinkedIn has solved the diversity recruiting puzzle <laughs> once again, Chad. What are your thoughts on this new feature, Nudge? Oh, most recruiters don't give a shit about gender balance, guys. They care about getting the seat filled. So this Nudge should be more about providing transparency within LinkedIn to the rest of the world around workforce composition in every company. That's what they should be doing. They should be focusing on transparency. When a user goes to a company's LinkedIn page, it should show the the workforce gender balance because Ooh, only public yes. shaming will get this equality equity ball rolling putting the onus on the recruiter instead of making it public making the ceo and leadership look bad that's the only answer stop trying to put all of the work on the recruiter you stupid assholes get it out there <laughs> and shame the fuck out of these leadership groups. Companies would shit their pants if they did that, wouldn't they? I fucking love it. You've mentioned this before. <laughs> Band-aid on a chest wound. I think that's something, a phrase <laughs> that you Sunken chest wound, yeah. Sunken chest wound, yeah. Since you're in the, you were in the army, I'm going to go with that. So, th so this is a network. Let me remind everyone, with over 800 million users, that was acquired for $26 billion and is owned by Microsoft. And you're telling me that this shit is the best they can do? <laughs> I mean, who the fuck is running things over there? Remember, this is also the company that can't even control racism in their own company meetings. Mm -hmm. Remember that, Chad? All right. It's oh, yeah. embarrassing. It's embarrassing. And they can and should do better. We wonder why LinkedIn can't dethrone Indeed. It's shit like this. More yes. lipstick on a pig, which also reminds me, Chad, if we're talking about pigs, mm -hmm. the Slayer at Kuma at Fountain Square, everybody. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Why do we record this at lunchtime? Anyway, let's take a quick break, everybody. I'm going to go grab, grab some Doritos or something, and we're going to talk about free beer. Yes. Are you struggling to attract the talent you need today? Do you lack visibility into where your recruitment ad dollars are really going? There's a better way. Acquire ROI is a programmatic job advertising platform built to optimize your budget and supercharge hiring. Acquire ROI automatically manages and measures recruitment ads across job boards so you can allocate your budget based on insights, not hunches. Get to quality candidates faster and cost-effectively scale hiring across roles, all while gaining complete visibility and control over your recruitment marketing investments. Say goodbye to manual guesswork, inconsistent performance, 
performance and wasted spending. And hello to optimized automated campaigns that produce qualified applicants. At Acquire ROI, we make job advertising easy. Visit us at acquireroi.com and start transforming your talent acquisition today. I think this this story was made for us. <laughs> <laughs> it's Big, Big Ten, Ten football, football, Ireland, and <laughs> yes. Free Bear. Yeah, yes. maybe, maybe. Well, well, we mentioned football is back, and as I'm sure you'll also be watching, as I will, Ohio State dismantle Notre Dame uh, this Saturday. Knock on wood. Yes. Yeah. So anyway, two Big Ten teams squared off in Dublin last weekend, those being Nebraska and Northwestern, two fan bases that can also put down some beer, I'm sure. Not surprisingly, their Irish hosts were more than happy to oblige that beer obsession. However, they ran into a snag, Chad. Credit card machines went down at the Aviva Stadium in Dublin. What would we do? A venue that holds 50,000 people. Damn. What's more, the stadium does not accept cash, and the credit card machines could not connect to the Wi-Fi. So what did Dublin do, Chad? Concession workers were left to hand out food and drinks... For free. Yes. <laughs> Needless to say, it was St. Patrick's Day in August, and picture of a giant beer snake certainly impressed yours truly on social media. <laughs> if you don't know what a beer snake is, please look it up. Slancha, Chad, what's your take on, on this magical, heavenly occurrence that happened to these suckers, these damn bastards from Nebraska and Northwestern? I tell you, Ireland knows how to treat people, right? Because if that would have happened in the U.S., they would have just shut yeah. shit down. <laughs> they would have closed all the, the the beer joints, all the food mm-hmm. joints, and they would just said, sorry, here in the U.S., we just don't give a shit. Ireland does. That's one of the reasons why I love Europe. Another reason, kids, why I love Europe. By the way, Chad, the score, in case anyone cares, was Nebraska 28, Northwestern 31. Nobody cares. How did Nebraska get get to sucking so quickly. God, they used to be one of the uh, premier premier teams in American football. Anyway, beer and football, again, reminding me how much I love the Slayer at Kuma's in Fountain Square, Chad. <laughs> Happy Labor Day to our American brethren. We out. We out. Thank you for listening to, what's it called? A podcast. The Chad. The Cheese. Brilliant. They talk about recruiting. They talk about technology. But most of all, they talk about nothing. Just a lot of shout-outs of people you don't even know. And yet, you're listening. It's incredible. And not one word about cheese. Not one. Cheddar. Blue. Nacho. Pepper Jack. Swiss. So many cheeses. And not one word. So weird. Anywho... Be sure to subscribe today on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. That way, you won't miss an episode. And while you're at it, visit www.chadcheese.com. Just don't expect to find any recipes for grilled cheese. It's so weird. We out! The Jim Stroud Podcast explores the discoveries and trends forming the future of our lives. Brain-to-brain communication, robot bosses, microchip implants for workers, and artificial intelligence replacing human workers are all happening now. If you want to know what's happening next, subscribe now to the Jim Stroud Podcast.